0: what's going on guys I want to make a quick video about the business of bodybuilding and how you can go ahead and make this a career and why some people say that there's no money in bodybuilding and why you see other people uh, flourishing and doing well so the people who say there is no money in bodybuilding let's address that first it's pretty simple if you think about it in terms of bodybuilding versus other sports Bodybuilding is not like other sports in the sense that you're not going to get necessarily a check in the mail every week uh, like you would if you played in the NFL or the NHL or the Major League Baseball or NBA or anything like that. In bodybuilding, you may get a salary check if you have a sponsor, but a lot of it is going to be based on your performance and it may not be long-term contracts. Now, obviously things are going to vary based on If you're a phenom, if you're like a top six guy at the Olympia versus a second tier guy or a third tier guy, or if you're not even a professional but you're just trying to make this a career because you love the lifestyle. So we'll touch on being a phenom first. If you're Phil Heath coming up in the ranks and a supplement company sees you, you may get that NBA, NFL type treatment where they say, you know what? we want to sign you for 5 years and this is what we're going to this is what we're going to pay you and this is your salary. In that case, you're looking at an NFL NBA kind of thing. Now, it's not going to be the same amount of money. It's going to be less obviously because we don't have the same type of viewership and bodybuilding that other sports have, but in a sense of pay based on potential, you're looking at the same thing because most of the time bodybuilding we don't get paid on potential and if we do, it's a very short-term payment. Like somebody might say, oh, this kid has potential. Let's sign him for a year and see what happens. But if you're a phenom, like a Phil Heath or maybe a Jay Cutler when he was coming up, or you know, certain bodybuilders have been picked out of thin air because they know they're going to be something special, those guys may sign five-year deals uh, that are more like other professional sports. Now, if you're a second tier guy or you're not a phenom or whatever, you're probably going to get looked at and you're probably going to get a contract. It's probably going to be not bad based on how you negotiate it, but it's going to be performance based, meaning most companies are going to sign you to one year, maybe two if you're, if you're on the higher side of the second tier, but most likely a one year deal and it's going to be performance based. They're going to say, here's a code. Um, we want to see who uses your code and how many people you can bring to the table that's kind of how things work now back in the day it wasn't like that there was no codes you were based on your performance basis was how you competed so back when i started what they would say is here's a one-year contract let's see how you do it the shows and it was pretty mandatory that you competed back then so you'd have to place in the top six or top ten or even better to show the company that you were worth being paid a monthly salary now, nowadays, you don't necessarily have to compete, but you have to show them that if you have a code, that your social media is bringing people to the table. So when someone uses my code, I might not necessarily get anything out of it financially, but it shows the company that I'm with that X amount of people that follow me are using my code and buying their product, which means it's worth Having me on board. So it shows them my value. Um, obviously, your social media following is gonna play on that. Uh, your interaction on social media is gonna play on that. All of it is gonna matter. Now, if you're a third-tier guy, third tier third-tier guy may not get a salary contract. He may get a uh, code type of contract or commission-based contract, I guess you could call it, which is what they say is you know what, we're gonna sign you, you're gonna come on board, Uh, we don't know how valuable you're gonna be yet, but here's a code. Every time somebody uses your code, we'll give you 10%. And that will also give the athlete a chance to prove that he can bring enough people to become a salaried person. So if you're not a phenom, if you're not a second tier guy, if you're not, or if you don't compete, but you wanna get a contract, you need to get on board with a company, see what they value you at. If they only value you at a code, commission-based contract, that's not necessarily a bad thing, it just means for the first year, you're gonna have to show them that a lot of people wanna use your code. Now, if I'm an athlete and I sign a commission-based contract, after the first six months to a year, I'm gonna say to that company, I'd like to see the numbers on who used my code and how much money I brought in because that will give you negotiating power. Now, you have to negotiate that in your original contract that you get to see those numbers because if you're allowed to see those numbers, you can say to that company, well, I sold $50,000 worth of your product um, in the last six months. I'd like to get paid a salary based on those sales and then see what they think or if they agree with you or not, but it will give you some negotiating power if you know what your code is doing so those are the first those are the three tiers or the three scenarios or four scenarios in bodybuilding as far as getting a salaried payout now when you look at it that way it's true there's not a ton of money in bodybuilding a phenom type bodybuilder may get a contract anywhere from 250 to 750 thousand dollars a year now the 750 is rare. We're talking about Olympia size contracts here. The 250 is not rare. Anybody in the top six could be getting that type of money. Um, as a second tier bodybuilder, you're looking at anywhere from 50 dollars to $100,000 a year uh, with bonuses and things like that in place. Most of the contracts are going to have bonuses. Um, as a third tier bodybuilder, you may be looking at anywhere from $6,000 to a year Um, and as a person who doesn't compete let's say you have a great physique but you don't compete but your social media is average you could start at 500 bucks a month again $6,000 a year you could start at zero to five hundred dollars a month with a code on a commission basis which will allow you to prove yourself so that's kind of what you're looking at annually now the reason I say there is a lot of money in bodybuilding is not because of those numbers. Because most people are not going to be in the top six. A lot of people aren't even going to be in the second tier. Most people are going to be third tier bodybuilders if they ever turn pro. Now, nobody's really going to be happy living on $30,000 a year, especially when you've got to put in the amount of work that we put in as bodybuilders and spend the amount of money that we spend on food, supplements, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. So if you're not making fifty to $100,000 a year, it doesn't really feel realistic because you're putting a lot of that money back into the sport and food and supplements and all these other things, right? Tanning and your gym memberships and all this stuff. Even though you're going to write a lot of this stuff off at tax time, you're still spending that money. So that's where the term comes from. There's no money in bodybuilding because it's all concentrated at the top. But this is where I'm going to tell you that there is money in bodybuilding. This is how it's different from other sports. The amount of focus you put into your business is the amount of focus and the amount of money you're going to get back out of bodybuilding. So what I mean by that is this. As a NBA superstar, you turn pro, you're not your own business. I mean, you can be. But not really. Most of these guys are signed to, a comp- signed to a team, they're part of that team, they get a great salary, they may get some endorsement deals on the side, and that's kind of all set up for them through a manager or some type of agent. So they're not really entrepreneurs, they're more like, I'm a great basketball player, you're my agent, go get me some money, and they will go and get them some money. Now in bodybuilding, there's not necessarily enough money to hire an agent because if you're only getting little bits of money from this place and that place, and you want to give somebody 20% of it or 10% of it. So the way I look at bodybuilding is, it's like a small business. Imagine you started a pizzeria or any type of small business. It's incumbent upon you to go get the dollars. Now, the dollars exist in bodybuilding. But they're not going to come to you. That's the difference between bodybuilding and other major sports. In bodybuilding, you have to go and get those dollars. That means there's money in sponsorships. There's money in selling merchandise like t-shirts, hats. There's money in coaching. There's money in online coaching or personal training, both, uh, both avenues. Uh, you could start your own business with a gym and coincide with your bodybuilding career. Um, there are numerous ways. You can create ebooks, You can create just programs to sell. There are numerous ways to make money, and there is a lot of money in the health and fitness industry. Now, it's up to you to capture a market and be able to focus a, a, your market and your demographic and say, these are the people I'm marketing to. This is my area of, of, of expertise. And then it's incumbent upon you to put out the content. So it's not just, bodybuilding is not just I went to the gym and trained and now it's good enough. I spend hours a day on Instagram, posting content, responding to fans. That is going to translate into money when I bring up, put out a t-shirt, if I put out a online coaching sale, if I do some type of thing, people are gonna see that uh, I'm engaged and I have built credibility through my posts and through my interactions. So your social media is important because you're gonna build off of that. Uh, YouTube is also important for this exact reason I'm creating this video because it's gonna give you feedback and help you understand what kind of person I am and will help people relate to you so that you can help, it'll help you grow your business. So social media also plays a factor in helping you bring those dollars in. And this is where bodybuilding is is different. Like I said, you have to go, you know, find the t-shirt manufacturer, get the t-shirts, create the designs, make a t-shirt, build a website, put it online, constantly be updating that website, constantly be updating your designs, constantly be reordering shirts. You have to put out coaching sales and coaching specials, and you may have to start at, at $50 a month. I'm going to coach you for $50 a month. As your credibility grows, though, that'll be $100 a month, $200 a month, $300 a month, and so on and so on. So a lot of bodybuilding, a lot of making money in bodybuilding is built on credibility. You can build that credibility through competing. You can build that credibility through uh the way you portray yourself online and the knowledge you give back, you can build that credibility just through a history of doing these type of things, which is partially the way I've done it. it's been 20 years of people have seen me giving out information. So I've built a certain type of credibility that people can trust. Now that's that's kind of my theory on how to make money in bodybuilding is basically you're an entrepreneur. And you have to go out and get the money. Now, people always ask me personally, how did you make your money? How come you have a car? How come you have a nice house? How come you have this and that? So I'm gonna get into some personal stuff for you guys. So, number one, don't live in a market that is gonna be extremely expensive. It's great to live in Toronto, it's great to live in New York, it's great to live in California. It's, I'm sure it's amazing to live in these places. But if you're starting a business, which is what you're doing as a bodybuilder, and you're not, you know, it's not a, it's not going to be cash rich at the start. It's going to take you time to build up, uh, to create a really good business out of it. So don't cash strap yourself by living in a place where your rent is going to be triple what it would be somewhere else. I could live in Toronto, but the home I live in in Toronto, the home I live in here in Toronto, would be, would cost me three to four times as much. So I choose to live in Windsor, which is where I was born. So it's convenient for me. But I choose to live in Windsor because it's cheaper to live here. My home is cheaper. I get a lot more for my money when it comes to homes or whatever. Gas is cheaper. Insurance is cheaper. Just the cost of living here is cheaper, and it makes my dollar go much further. So I don't want to cash trap myself just to live in a place like Toronto when I can live in Windsor and save myself a lot of money and feel like I'm living uh, with a more valuable life because I have more for my money. Now, so that's the first thing. Second thing is marry a professional. (laughs) So part of what you see in my life is because my wife also works as a professional. She uh, used to be an editor of a magazine. She was a research and marketing uh, consultant with uh, numerous supplement companies. Um, and she currently has an executive job now. So it's not one income you're seeing. It's two incomes. Now, we make approximately the same amount of money. She makes a little more. But it's over the course of we've been together for 11 years, we've combined our money. So... It's not just I didn't just buy a huge big this big house in my first year of bodybuilding my first year of bodybuilding I lived in a one-bedroom condo and I rented and then I bought that condo for like fifty thousand dollars on a bank foreclosure. That was my first purchase. I sold that condo I made like thirty or forty thousand dollars on it. I bought a home I rented out that home for a little while while I lived somewhere else and then I sold that home I made about fifty or hundred grand on it. And from that home I bought another home and so on and so on and so on until you get to the home I live in now. So it took over the course of 10 years, two incomes, living in a cheaper place than most and making good decisions by buying homes that weren't expensive and then selling them, making some profit on them. So that's one way. Now, the second way is I've had an online coaching business since 2006. So for over 10 years, I've had my salaried contracts, which have been pretty fruitful for me, and I've had my, uh, my online business coaching, which has been a, a good influx of cash. I don't focus on it very hard, but I take on you know X amount of clients a month, and I do okay. I've also had a t-shirt business, which also haven't focused on really hard until now, uh, but it's always brought me in a little bit of money here and there. So all of these things combined, the, the merchandise, the coaching, the sponsorships, uh, having a partner that also makes pretty good money, living in a place that's not overly expensive, all of these things combined year over year over year, and not having, you know, I don't party a lot. I don't go on a lot of vacations. So I don't really have, a, other than buying cars, which is expensive, I don't have any really expensive habits. So this is kind of what you see now. You see, well, why does he have so much money? Well, it's not really that I have so much money. It's just that it's accumulated over 10 years into what I have now. But at the start, like I said, it was a one-bedroom condo that I was renting for $700 a month. So we all have to start somewhere. Now, my contracts have been anywhere from fifty dollars to $100,000 a year. And you say, well, how do you do that? You're not Mr. Olympia, you're not top 10 at the Olympia. How did you get that money? It's work, okay? You have to be able to prove to a company that you're willing to work. Uh, you have to be able to prove to the company that you're willing to post a lot, that you're willing to represent them well, that you're willing to represent yourself well, which in turn represents the brand well. You have to be willing to travel for them. You have to be willing to do photo shoots for them, videos for them. You have to be willing to work for your money. If somebody gives you a contract and you say, well, I don't want to post that much. I only want to do one video a year. Or I only want to do one video a month. Or I don't want to do photo shoots. You're going to lose out. There are a lot of people vying for these contracts. And if you're not willing to work, I'm not saying don't get your worth. I'm saying if you want to get money from a company, you have to be able to let them know you are willing to work for that money they're not just going to pay you to go to the gym and work out you have to be able to give them something back especially nowadays with social media and all the different people vying for contracts you don't have to be a great competitor anymore to make those to get those contracts or to make that money so You have to be able to prove to a company that you're willing to work, that your work is worth something, that your word is credible amongst your followers. uh, And all these things come with time, okay? If you are not born a phenom and you wanna make bodybuilding your life and your career, you have to chip away at all of these things and you have to have your hands in all these different fires, okay? I started later than I wished I would have, but if you're starting out and you're a bodybuilder, it's important for you to learn now how to create your t-shirt business. Make sure you're reordering, make sure you have new designs, make sure you're doing the marketing for it. It's important for you to build a good client base through online coaching, have a good reputation, get people in shape, Don't sign up with people that don't listen because they're going to look bad. It's going to make your company look bad and your coaching look bad. Um, Try and work with people that you know work hard that will listen to you so that when you tell them to do something and they get in shape, it looks good on you. Um, Build that clientele base because online coaching is very fruitful if you really want to focus on it. Um, And then, like I said, work on your social media. Work on growing your social media, but not just growing the number. Work on growing the interaction and work on your trust value because when your followers can trust you and when you say, I like this protein or I like these essential aminos or I like this t-shirt or this brand of hat, people will trust you because you've been around and your word has been consistent. So start building these things from a young age and just be real with them don't don't try to fluff up your numbers don't try and be somebody or not just be real and just be honest and just start young and, and start chipping away and building year on top of year on top of year on top of year and before you know it five or ten years later you're gonna have accumulated a nice home a couple cars a, a good business that you can thrive on and you know what if you do it from a young age On the other side of the coaching side or the t-shirt side or uh, the personal training side, you can build such a good business that you may not need contracts from companies. So this should be your ultimate goal is I built my merchandising business to such a degree or built my coaching business to such a degree that I don't really need anybody to sponsor me. But if they want to, I'll take the money, but I'm in a better place to negotiate now because I don't really need their money. So that should be your ultimate goal is to build your self-sustainable life livelihood from your own credibility, from your own likeness. That way you're not counting on anybody and you built it from scratch and it's, it's a solid base. So these are just some of the things I want to discuss with the, the business of bodybuilding. I just want to dispel the myth that there is no money in bodybuilding. It just depends on how you look at it. If you're willing to go out and work and put the time in and build a real business, just like any other small business, there is plenty of money in bodybuilding. If you are gonna sit down on your ass and wait for somebody to give you a check every month and you think you're gonna live on hog that way, you better be a Phil Heath, Jay Cutler caliber bodybuilder or that's probably not gonna happen for you. Uh, but those are just the realities. So guys take from you take from that what you will uh, I hope I shed some light on the business of bodybuilding if you guys like this video subscribe below and uh, I'll have more coming soon thanks for watching guys